0: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm Ben. I'm Ashley. This is a big day. I'm sitting here in my house right now. Sorry. I'm messing with my microphone. If I sound clear, it's because uh, we are really upgrading on our uh, podcast technology. And now for the rest of our podcasting future, I should be clear because of everybody's comments saying, get Ben off the cell phone, get him in studio. So what would we do? We bought a studio. We moved to Denver.
0: Thank heavens!
1: That's <laughs> nice. It's good to hear your clear voice, actually.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's better to hear your clear voice.
1: I'm a little stuffy today. I'm going to sniffle a little bit. Uh, It's allergy season in Denver, Colorado, and it is absolutely killing me.
0: Yeah, we know you. You. Um. That was the Ben Bitches allergy season. Yeah.
1: Well, and it didn't go away. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I expected these these bitching segments to actually go somewhere and make a difference in the world. But <laughs> still exist. That's so uh-huh. great. I haven't gone away yet. Um. Ashley, yes, uh, I'm also sore. I just got to tell you about me. Oh
0: my god, we need to talk about how you did a marathon yesterday.
1: Yeah, my mom and I did together. It's pretty awesome.
0: Ben, Um, tell me everything. Marathons are mind boggling to me because back in high school, we had to do two and a half miles. That was what you. If you did two and a half miles in twenty minutes then you got an a um and I suffered through that. so how did you do so twenty almost twenty six oh,
1: so I do I, I do sprints so I do 13 mile sprints so it's a, they're half marathons
0: oh, you did a half marathon
1: okay yeah, so I did 13 miles yesterday uh, trying to get my personal record uh, my goal was to be below seven minutes and thirty seconds um Wait. I actually got my goal I went uh, seven minute and twenty second miles on minute average miles. which is pretty good for me uh my mom who's 55 did eight minute 30 second miles for 13 miles i'd say that's pretty good
0: it's so so amazing i can see doing that for two miles yeah not I'm
1: 13 i'm hurting today um really bad you know who was there randomly huh dan cox
0: oh yeah you took a picture with him
1: yeah yeah i didn't know he was gonna be out there but he was uh repping his metcon supplements uh which are incredible by the way i took them before the race and um he ended up doing the race uh he ran i mean he could literally uh watch me run the whole time which i think was part of his plan well he's
0: he, he does um what are those things called the m- m- man things
1: iron man, iron man. Iron man. yeah oh, he does the man things
0: <laughs> which you know if i can't even conceptualize <laughs> a marathon <gasps> i'm mind blown by yeah. iron man
1: yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, I'm I mean, honestly, today my legs feel like concrete. Uh, I feel like I have the flu just because of all the lactic acid right. that's built up in my system. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm a little bit down and out today. Actually, I am going to ask you to just carry this podcast, take it through because we have a lot to talk about. We do. Um, even outside of the episode, I, we, we wouldn't be a, a pop culture. I think we call ourselves a pop culture Bachelor-focused podcast. If we didn't talk about the Garrett controversy...
0: Mm-hmm, definitely uh, something we have to cover.
1: You know, when we, whenever we have a big controversy, and this is a big controversy uh, in Bachelor Nation, we bring in uh, one of our favorite guests, Jackie from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, she'll fill us in on all the details, all the notes, but before we bring Jackie on, Ashley, I want to hear just a little bit. What are your initial thoughts when you heard that Garrett had liked pictures and memes on social media... Um, that were a little vulgar Uh, some uh, called them racist um, and insensitive were the words that were explained
0: I would say that they are insensitive I would say it's definitely not a good look do I think we should strongly judge him based on favorited things I don't know um I do I do have to say I think there's a little bit of a difference between liking things and then s- like cre- creating the social media meme or or tweet themselves, but it's it's just not a good look. and uh, do I think that Garrett is racist no I don't,
1: know. I, I, I don't I don't think so. I haven't met him um you know, his apology came out. we'll talk to Jackie about that i I'm with you, Ashley. I, I look back and I, and I was kind of thinking through this situation. And I don't know in what context and when he liked these pictures. Uh, hopefully he's learned his lesson. It's mm-hmm. important to learn your lesson when you make mistakes like this. Uh, but I follow uh, some social media accounts. I know I do right now that come out with memes and pictures that are derogatory and are probably hurtful to some people, including Christians. You know, some of them are anti-Christian um, and I follow them because some of their stuff is informing. Some of it's funny. Some of it makes me laugh. Some of it's absolutely crazy. Totally. And so my question is is now, and I, I'm looking at the listeners really to email us their opinions on this because we're pretty open. I think you and I talked about this earlier. And, and you and I both are kind of sitting here going, yes, totally inc- incorrect and inappropriate for him to like some of these pictures. Some of them are really hurtful. There's some there's some stuff that he liked that's like, that's not funny in any context.
0: Yeah, some of them... But, Kinda, ha Some of them, like, ooh, bad,
1: bad, like terrible. And so, you know, Ashley, one thing that I think um, we want to get away from as a generation, and we've done on the tried to do on the podcast is, you know, insensitive things, uh, hurtful things, sinful things. We don't want to support, but we also want people to be free um to express themselves because then you can really say do i like this person do i agree with this person do i not you know we don't all have to be robots we don't all have to understand and get along with each other we can do controversial things and that just means that some of these people you're going to say i don't agree with you and i don't really like you because of the way that you you're you take your stance and you publicize it i don't want us all to become the same that's my fear, and and but a lot of this stuff that Garrett was was liking is totally inappropriate, and so let's bring on Jackie from the Hollywood Reporter to give us more information on exactly what happened during this controversy.
2: Hey guys, hi,
1: welcome back. It's always good to talk to you, but it, there's always a secret like darkness. <laughs> there's the always a darkness. We know something has happened when Jackie the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter calls it. <her. laughs>
2: I know. That's why I'd like to start off by Ashley saying congrats on your happy news, and oh, then we can dive
0: into it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice thing hear you talking about it. Oh, thanks.
1: I get to see Ashley making out everywhere now. <laughs> All of my social media is pictures of Ashley and Jared just macking.
0: We'll cool it down soon.
1: <laughs> I like, I mean, hey, don't cool it down, Ash.
0: It's really hard to get Jared, um... On video without him doing that, to be honest.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. Hey, Jackie, real quick, um, we, we have a controversy in Badger Nation, uh, one that you know I don't think rivals necessarily uh, what happened last year during Paradise, but one that is definitely causing national attention and one that we should approach and talk about. Uh, can you fill our listeners in a little bit on this Garrett controversy? Um, and kind of his social media behavior over the last few years?
2: Yeah, so it came out really right after the show premiered, which is kind of unfortunate timing for Becca. Um, Her first week of the show, this kind of took over as a week one story. But um, there were screen grabs showing an Instagram account that was identified as Garrett, liking a series of offensive posts on Instagram. they were posts that kind of they mocked a range of things, from like feminists to undocumented immigrants, and some fake news story stories. Um, so it was concerning, I think, but it wasn't entirely clear if it was his Instagram account. And it wasn't things he posted; it was just things that he liked that were shown on screen grabs. Um, so Becca was asked about it, and she said she couldn't really speak for what someone else. Does on Instagram, which is definitely makes sense, um, but that people were entitled to their own opinions. And then later in the week, Gary actually released a statement taking responsibility, apologizing, um, and saying, you know, he vowed to do better kind of both on social media and in life. Um, and he didn't really realize the power behind, you know, double tapping on Instagram, which is kind of the interesting conversation this is all brought up over the
1: last week. Yeah, we're listening to this, and Ashley and I are trying to kind of dissect it, and and Ashley and I are talking about our own personal experiences with this. Um, Before I throw it over to Ashley, because she does have a story that kind of relates back to her personally, Uh, how, in your opinion, Jackie, and I know this is not, this is an opinion, um, so feel free to kind of pass it off here, how should we be viewing this? I mean, here's here's how I see it. And I could not be communicating this as clear as I want to be. Do I agree with the things that uh, Garrett uh, was liking? No, I don't. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's it's helpful. I don't think it's it's beneficial. I don't think it's sharing light and love with this world. But should my expectation be that just because I disagree that I shouldn't allow others to like stuff? I mean, it, all it does for me is it allows me to see a better judge of character. It gives me a clearer picture of the person And it allows me to say, okay, I either agree with this person or I don't, which I want to live in a world where I can disagree with somebody. I don't want us all to be liking and agreeing on the same things all the time. That's, that's not, that's, that takes away the individualism of life. And so at any level, when we look at social media now, are we all to be holding up um, an expectation that you, everybody will be liking the same thing?
2: I actually think that's what Becca was trying to say. And I I know she's, imagine in a tough position because she can't really talk about how far any of these guys make it on the season um but i think that's what she was trying to say was that if this happened and i'm dating someone i'm going to have a conversation about this and and we'll get to the bottom of it and people are entitled to their opinions and that's what being in our country is about was basically to paraphrase what she said so i think she agrees with you there that it's a conversation. I think the unfortunate thing is just, you know, maybe it, it wasn't known until now. So it just brings up a whole new level of conversations. I guess.
1: Oh, what a terrible way to start your bachelor season. Um, Ashley, mm-hmm. uh, why we have Jack on the phone here. I know you and I were talking and, and learning from your mistakes and learning from the things that you do that hurt people is part of life, and it's part of us growing up and maturing, and it's something we all do want to, all, want to do all the time. Ashley, you have a story that kind of relates back to this. Uh, do you mind sharing?
0: Yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, when you're scrolling on social media, or whether you're in the interview room during uh, Bachelor in Paradise, as I was back in Bachelor in Paradise 3, where I definitely threw out some risque and i have to say probably offensive things that i never meant to say with ill will like it it wasn't deep it was just like oh like that you say that'll be funny oh yeah it's funny i think it's funny and then like you say it and then like this guy probably going through his social media he's like oh ha. ha." he never really meant it like it doesn't i don't think it demonstrates much of his his deep character you agree with that ben
1: well, I, I think it would help be helpful. You shared with me a little bit of an example of this earlier. So that uh, yeah,
0: you, there is a difference because there is one time like on, on bachelor in paradise three, I definitely said offensive things and I thought it was funny in the moment. Realized afterward that was the most immature, um, just like a completely like unacceptable thing to say. And I felt bad about it, seeing it back. And I was like, Oh, that was bad. Oh, well, how stupid was I? It's, I, I did not mean anything bad by it. However, I don't want, I do think that there's like a little bit of a a difference between Lee's tweets during Rachel's season, which were just blatantly racist and seemingly coming from a bad place and Mm -hmm. him crafting them himself to Garrett like, like frivolously perhaps liking these, these memes or whatever.
2: I agree with you there. I I also think it's, You know, a lot of people were saying, how did the show not vet social media? I mean, it's very, it's really hard to find, to see what someone likes on Instagram. Um, It's definitely different than going back and checking, you know, a Twitter feed, um, which shows you just, it's a different kind of activity.
0: Something, sorry. No, go ahead. Something happened to me. um, I liked a tweet, a quote from Maya Angelou a year and a half ago. And it was it was nuts the way people took that that favorited tweet, and then they started this huge political discussion under like my photos on Instagram. It just it was amazing the power of one favorited tweet and how it could roll over onto all these different platforms. And I thought a quote from Maya Angelou: "How are people assuming my political affiliation or my beliefs based on this one simple favorited
1: quote of hers?" Wow yeah it, uh, we, we live i mean so here's how i think we sum this up what w- was garrett was doing um that he he's apologized and he's came out and he said hey i don't exactly agree with the things that i was liking and so uh if, if all we have the basis on is his now words and his apology then we're saying okay he didn't agree with the things he was liking what is our response and, and i think our response here is noticing and for anybody out there listening Uh, A year ago, if you would have told Garrett that his social media would have been analyzed um, by millions of people, he would have said, how? And you're crazy. But today that happens to him because he's entered into a, a world that is under a microscope. And so it just shows us the power of everything we're liking, everything we're commenting on, everything we're posting. Make sure that this stuff is filtered through your lens and your belief system. Because if if Garrett is sitting here today saying this isn't exact at all what I believe, I was just liking things previously and lay and sitting on my couch being lazy, double tapping whatever scrolled through my my feed. If that's the case, he still has to take responsibility for the things he liked. However, we also have to understand that the power of any of our thumbs nowadays has an impact. And, and I think that's what Garrett's noticing today. So let this be a lesson for all of us. Watch out what you say, but also filter it through the lens of what do I actually believe? Do I actually believe in the things I'm liking? It's important to notice that.
0: Jackie, do you have anything to add as far as the fan Bachelor Nation response goes to his, his favorited stuff?
2: Well, I think, I mean, I would encourage everyone to read his full statement if they haven't, just because that was somewhat unexpected that a contestant who hasn't been eliminated would speak out. So that shows you kind of the power of the situation. And I think him addressing it really helped to at least put a pause in it until everyone can hear from him again, because like you're saying, he took responsibility for it. He's not saying he agrees with everything. He is saying he wants to learn and grow from there. So I do think he's taking the right step. And then I think people should really just have to wait and see when he's able to really address it further and go into detail.
0: Do you foresee the show making any edits or adding in anything because of because of this? I mean,
2: that's a really good question. I mean, I imagine this will come up once you get to the end where Chris Harrison has an opportunity to edit something in or into one of the reunion specials, you know, the mental all, or obviously the, after the final rose, if it makes it that far, but that is an interesting question. They've done things like that before when it got so big that they had to address it, but this just might be, you know, his statement might have addressed it for now.
1: I, I wonder Jackie, if somebody sits uh, in, in the press, and and you're going to be, you know, interested in interviewing some of the contestants as they come off the show. And and I mean, from the looks of things right now, it looks like Garrett's going to be around a while. So let's assume that. I mean, we don't know. and But just by him coming out with making a statement, we understand that there is a power behind what just happened and that people, you know, that he is a main character in the show. Will the press fall back on this once he once he is eliminated or if he is with Becca, if they're a couple, will they ask these questions post show? let's get brought up
2: i i will i would um i i think that they would i don't i don't think that just because there was a statement that there aren't still questions uh just because now you've heard his side but how does this really affect his and becca's relationship and will any of this play out on the show i mean i know the show typically doesn't really air conversations about politics Mm -hmm. which maybe should be something that changes uh but becca does seem like someone who would ask I mean she she has said she asked the right question she felt like she did so whether she got the answer she needed off air or on air you know if they if they don't play out for the season then those are definitely questions that will come up
0: I do have to say that I would be disappointed if they did edit the storyline to make Garrett look more like a villain or somebody we don't want and Becca to end up with because of his favorited Instagram likes you know what I mean I just think that would be sad. Like, don't ruin a, a storyline or like a love story because of this.
2: Yeah, she's been through enough, right? <laughs> yeah. What
1: a way <laughs> to start! Uh, yeah, what a way to start America's sweetest and most loved Bachelorette and turning the season. Um, just start out with the controversy like this, hey! But that's part of being the Bachelor Bachelorette. You know, we talked about it all the time on this podcast. Now it's you know the the it's how she reacts. And, and the judgment and what makes a great bachelorette or bachelor is how do they react to really tough situations. And so it sounds like so far, Becca has reacted uh, publicly very well. Um, and we'll let this thing kind of settle and see where it plays out, either on the show or post-show um, during the press. But we know this will be a storyline. Um, if anything, Jackie from The Hollywood Reporter is going to be quizzing Garrett and Becca at some point in, this, uh, in the future, on what exactly uh, he intended to do by liking these uh, things on social media. Jackie, thank you for coming on the podcast.
2: Yeah, no, you're welcome. And I I did get a chance to speak to Becca, actually, so have a little bit more from her on the situation. But um, Garrett will definitely have to remain to be seen as the season goes.
1: Well, we'll look forward to hearing from him.
2: Yeah, and thanks, guys. Um, Great to talk to you again.
1: I hope you're on the podcast next time for something really great. But any more controversy in this franchise and uh we might not have a podcast so next time we talk let's do something positive
2: <laughs> okay deal that sounds good to me
1: It right, sounds good see
2: ya right <laughs>
1: um you know when i was um a kid ashley uh, when i would say something wrong or, or swear or do something inappropriate uh my mouth would get washed out with soap you ever heard that happen to you
0: no but i'm so interested to see how that was how was that?
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's not fun, and it doesn't taste good, and it really doesn't clean out anything. But you know what does clean out your mouth? Is it Quip? Quip definitely, definitely cleans out your mouth. It's not like soap. It's actually a lot better. You can use toothpaste, and it works just as well. Let me tell you about Quip. The truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and forget to change our brush heads all the time.
0: Jared is the worst at brushing his teeth. He's getting my new Quip. Uh.
1: That's disgusting.
0: No, I mean, like he cleans thoroughly, but he's he's hurting his gums.
1: Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a traumatic impact that could last a lifetime. Make sure you get him some Quip, Ashley. I'm going to. Most brands are focused on selling flashy gimmicks rather than actual better brushing techniques, but not Quip. So, what makes Quip so different? It sounds like Jared could learn from this. I hope he listens to this podcast. <laughs> For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of the bulkier brushes, while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist recommended two minutes, with the guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Quip subscription plans are for your health, your health alone, not just for convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist recommended schedule every three months mm-hmm. for just five dollars, including free shipping worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. How does uh, Ashley, where do you keep your toothbrush I, when you're not I, using Quip?
0: Well, when I'm not using Quip, which has this nice little thing that covers yeah. my brush so that like um, gross toilet flushes don't get on my toothbrush, yeah. I would normally just keep it out by the sink, by the toilet, right? But Quip is so much different because it has a protective covering.
1: It's true my my I had a roommate uh back in the day and he used to keep his toothbrush on the ground in the shower that we shared.
0: Ew! I mean, it's
1: disgusting. And he would brush his teeth when he got in. Absolutely disgusting. I I don't get some people. I just I don't get it. Why why would you brush your teeth with my foot fungus? <laughs> Everyone loves whip. <Quip. laughs> They're on Oprah's O list, named one of the best times, best uh, inventions, and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they're backed by a network of 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. If you're sitting out there and you're going, I I want Jared to be better, I want Ben's old roommate to find better techniques. Hey, and maybe you personally, if you're listening, say, I want to start getting healthier and my mouth is the start. Let me tell you how you can do it. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash almost famous right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash almost famous, spelled G E T Q U I P dot com slash almost famous. Brush your teeth happily, cleanly, and well. Actually, we got to go back to this Garrett controversy. Yes. We have a couple uh, reader emails. And, of course, we would expect those, uh, and we're happy we have them. A lot of them aren't very kind towards Garrett. Uh, this first one here, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the first one here says, I'm bummed that Garrett is such a doucher. What's a doucher? Come on. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought that, yeah, I thought that I was thinking of the product, not the name. Okay. <laughs> um, that's not a good thing, by the way. Okay. We get it. It, this isn't good. This is not a good look. I think the the, the biggest thing here, actually, yeah. And, and if we just get honest, is I think Garrett makes it really far.
0: I think I, so I too. Think so. He he's such a front runner.
1: Yeah, he's a first impression rose guy. If he yeah. if he wasn't, he'd kind of be like the the Lee thing where Lee made a huge splash with his comments on Twitter, and and they were wrong and they were yeah. terrible. But it faded and it didn't become a main storyline post show because he was gone way before the show ended. I think this will be a lingering, okay, in in all truth, I think this will be a storyline, even if the show doesn't show it, outside of the show or hanging over the show for the rest of the season.
0: I think so too. And Garrett is the kind of guy that if he doesn't end up with Becca in the end, he's definitely Bachelor in Paradise material. Like this is the kind of guy that that would hang around the franchise for a while.
1: I agree. And so, I don't know. In, In your opinion, if you were a publicist, how do you do damage control right now?
0: I think what you do is the apology that he already did. And then you kind of hope it fades away. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else you can do.
1: It, you know, there's there's a couple comments we have that we're sending also on his apology. Jessica uh, says, that's some decent accountability. Good on him. Michelle says, well said. He's definitely my favorite. So it didn't change her opinion. Katie says, even though... They're just likes. I personally think that you like social media shows a lot about you. This isn't even a political issue like many are trying to make it. I'm more liberal. My boyfriend is conservative. I totally get and respect that people are out there that have different views. That's what we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. We don't all want to agree and believe on the same thing. That doesn't make life fun. However, these memes took things to a totally different level. I would agree with that. I think we all agree with that. They were hateful, disgusting, and cruel. No matter what we believe, we can still have respect for others. I greatly appreciate that Garrett apologized. I am all for second chances, and I hope this situation will educate him and help him become a more open-minded person.
0: I, I think I, I that's perfect. I think what I, I think what Katie said is everything that we think.
1: I I completely agree. I think there's there's a level here. Some of these these things that he was he was liking were like okay, those are just political opinions. Those aren't things that we all have to agree with, right? But some of these go way beyond that. And they go, they they are dark and they are, they're hurtful and they they target certain people and certain groups of people. Those things should never be liked, and that's where I think his apology is coming from. That's why I want to hear him apologize for or just talk about. I I'm gonna go back to something I talk about a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. The only thing about his apology that I don't like, and this is this is such a, a personal um, pet peeve of mine. I was thinking the other day, Ashley, uh, one of my best friends just took a couple weeks off of work. And I, and with that, I didn't talk to him for a few weeks. So I just want to give him some space. And I'm feeling a little bit, not friendless, I have a lot of friends, but I'm missing my friend right now. And, and so it's allowed me to do a lot of self-reflection on how do I treat my friends? How do I treat people around me? And I notice at times in my life, and we've talked about this, you know, I do get irritable and I do get annoyed, mm-hmm. not because I don't like a person, just because my reaction to things typically isn't good. One of the things that annoys me the most about people, and I might need to get over this. and I need you to tell me if I do, is when they give themselves compliments. I've talked about this podcast. Oh, yes, you have. Yeah, I've read Garrett's apology, and it says things. I don't have it in front of me exactly, but I remember saying things like, I am a happy person. I like to make light of the situation. I'm a good person. Those things are all great, but I could go without hearing it because I don't want to hear you call yourself a happy person. I don't want to hear yourself... I don't want to hear you call yourself a person that likes to make light a situation. I mean, wh- what else are you going to do? You're going to write in there, you know, I'm a pretty dark person. I really like to make other people feel terrible about themselves. I really like to make the, any fun situation as little amount of fun as possible. And you know what? Everybody thinks they're a good person. Everybody. You know, people think they're good people for the craziest reasons. So I think if, if this is a little bit of a segment for me to express myself, I read his ap- apology. And I think it's sincere. And I think he did take accountability. Those are the two things that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But I I, I got to be honest. I did get annoyed with the self-commentary. I don't like that. I, I, I think it's... Am I am I crazy for this?
0: No, I don't think so. I just... Um, I don't think you have to describe yourself in an apology. I, I don't know. I can't elaborate on it, but you're right.
1: I mean, it, does it annoy anybody else out there? I want you if it does please email us at ben and ashley at iheartmedia.com i mean honestly I, I need to hear from you because i i either need to be um hold myself accountable and be convicted of this and change and try to work through this or i need somebody to tell me ben you're not completely wrong or maybe you're completely right and when people self-describe themselves it's really really annoying to me.
0: so interesting that this is such a peeve of yours it's just i haven't thought of it much so i wish i had a better answer but you're right. I don't go around saying like, I'm a good person. I, yeah, I would never. I don't think I would say
1: that. Yeah, you, you hear it all the time. You hear it on the show a lot. You you saw it on this week's episode. Uh, this is where it kind of comes from, too. I want to tie it into this week's episode a little bit. It, you heard it a lot where people self-describe themselves. They sit down with Becca and they get five minutes. And the very first thing they say is, you know, I'm just a very I'm just a very open person. Yeah. Or, or hey, I, you know, I'm just like I'm one of those people that really like to 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 laugh. It's like, "Well, of course you like to laugh. Like are you human?"
0: Oh my like, god, don't Now that's a pet peeve of mine when people say, "I like to have a good time." I'm like, "What do you I mean? Like Who does not like to have a good time?" To me, when you say that, that means like you like to party. That's like code for I drink a bit.
1: Or or like it just doesn't like I don't know. Ash, it just I need to work through this. I need to work through it with you and our listeners. I need to figure out how to either get over this to let it stop bothering me so much. Or to just continue to fight the good fight against people self-promoting and self-describing themselves. I don't get it. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe make your actions speak for your, you know, speak before your words. Can
0: you see my face right now? No, I can't. Oh, well, it's like I'm like have such a face of ponder right now because it's something I never think about. But when you when you're saying this, like I'm an open person, I'm this, I'm that. I'm like. That is pretty weird to say about yourself, especially to someone that you're still meeting. If you're like talking to your friends and you're talking about like your qualities to your friends, I think it's a little bit different. But if you're introducing yourself like mm-hmm. that, it's weird.
1: It's very odd. Um, anyways, write us your opinions. Let's talk about it next week. Let's break down some emails on uh, people self-describing themselves in a positive – not even in a negative light. Just don't let people – Form their own opinions. You don't need to tell them that you you're you're somebody who really likes to have a good time. Hey, I'm somebody that really loves to laugh, like weirdos. I'm a really Anyways,
0: genuine person.
1: I'm a yeah, no. I'm a really genuine person. Like you know, I just I, I don't like controversy. I'm I don't like drama. Oh come on, you like drama a little bit. We all do. That's why we have a podcast and you're listening to it right now. Um, <laughs> hey Ashley, I uh, speaking of drama, uh, we we got to confront a situation. We do. The last week, I got uh, the opportunity to spend um, five days at the Indianapolis 500. It's, you were
0: there massive. for a long time.
1: I was there for a long time. I was there with Andretti Autosports, Relay Rewards, and the Indianapolis 500 itself. It's, it's a huge event, and I'm not going to go into the details. It has a ton of tradition. It means a lot to me. My grandfather was a big fan of the race, and so obviously with him passing, this was a big deal mm-hmm. for us to get to go to. At the race, though, this is the thing that ties back here, I was able to spend an evening and an afternoon with Ari and Lauren, and I will tell you one thing: I really want to see him make it. Really oh. bad, I really do. I, I just here's the thing: I can tell that this this whole thing's weighing on him, which obviously it would. There, they, I think, and they didn't say this. I think they feel hated on, and mm-hmm. I, but which which isn't like oh crazy, like no, of course, and I hate on. Yeah, they've taken some heat. And I think it's weighing on them. They seem really happy. They seem super supportive of each other. When they you know, when they looked at each other, they're looking at each other like you and Jared do. It's just that kind of like there's nobody else in the room. And all I want to do is hear you talk or hear your voice or put my lips around your lips. That kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I can tell that this whole thing, made, they brought them together. So let's give the show that benefit. But I can tell that this is weighing on them a little bit. And, and I, I just want to say this now. They were nothing but incredible to me. Um, we had a, a really good time. Um, I got to talk to Lauren for a while. She is a sweetheart and um, just very engaged in conversation. Was not too good to talk to me, you know. Was not kind of when I when I was talking and when she was talking, she was completely engaged in the conversation. Um, I don't know. I just I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of them, and I think they've been through enough now. So can we ask all of our listeners? I mean, do you support this, Ashley? Just to now get in the Ari and Lauren train. Totally.
0: Yes, yeah. it mean, is sad to enough, see right? how disinterested Bachelor Nation is in them when I really do think that they're going to be married forever. I do. I think that they, they're meant to be.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Ari's family was there with them. And and so I got to see that dynamic and see that, you know, this is a what, what people forget. And what we forget sometimes is that this really does affect real life relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the family was there and, and they were all, uh, you know, celebrating and, and together at the Andretti Auto Sports party that we were at. I just, I think now we've given him enough heat. We've, we've criticized Ari for his decisions, which is fair, I, we will continue to do that. We don't think what he did was right. We don't think he did it the right way. Um, but now we've, we've expressed it. We've done it. Now let's, let's promote it and support it. And the Almost Famous podcast is now fans and always have been, but now outspoken supporters of the Ari and Lauren relationship.
0: Ben, we've been going to so many events lately and, and I'm running out of things to wear. What about you? Same. Yeah. Same Well, I'm sorry you can't use my solution. It's Lato. It's just for girls. <laughs> I love Latow because they basically make mall like they eliminate the mall and allow me to online shop but in a way that things can if they don't fit it's no big deal and I can just return right away and I don't have to commit to buying a piece without trying it on like you know most online retailers and then there's also like the fit issue because a lot of the times when you order stuff online you have no idea if it's going to fit And Lato is so good about that because if it doesn't, you just send it right back and they send you another size or they send you a different outfit. It's whatever you want. It takes the stress out of getting dressed. Um, They get the right styles and your size delivered. And when you're done, you just send it back. So basically, you don't have to commit to buying anything like you can go out and wear it to one event. And then once it's done and it's on Instagram and you don't want to wear it again, you just send it back and they send you more stuff. Women return up to 40 to 70% of the clothing they buy and Latote created their own universal sizing system to fit all brands because every brand has different sizing. Like if I go to Gap, I'm one size, but if I go to House of CB, I'm another size. So Latote makes sure that you're getting the right size based on your brand. You know, that's also very exciting when something fits perfectly and Lato, they make it they make sure that you feel confident in fitting in your clothes. So they're gonna do everything they can to get it perfect for you. With Le Tote, you can refresh your fashion monthly. You can wear it, return it, and discover fashion that fits you better. It'll take the stress out of getting dressed. So just go to LaTote.com. That is L-E-T-O-T-E.com to get started. You're going to enter our promo code, which is get IT at checkout, and get 50% off your first month. Again, that is LaTote.com. Enter our code, Almost Famous and get fashion right to your door that fits you. Guaranteed.
1: All right, this week's episode uh, was one to remember. It's your typical week two episode. Drama starts. Classic. Love starts, classic. Love starts to blossom. We start to see all of the Bachelor and Bachelorette's little uh, uh, tendencies. Let's call them that. Uh, my tendency, I licked my lips a lot. And I, <laughs> I, I, did. <laughs> I did. And I said, amazing. You're amazing. We're seeing Becca's little tendency. She says... I don't want to lie. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, but I like you. I'm not going to lie, but this is fun. I'm not going to lie, but you need to go home. <laughs> it's, it, it's Isn't it crazy, Ashley, that uh, when you put yourself on television, you do start to see the tendencies and your nervous tics. Mine was licking my lips. I licked my lips all the time.
0: My thing like on the podcast is saying, mm. the thing is.
1: What's mine? Mine, I, I'm going to say... Um let's be honest.
0: Yeah, or, you say let's be honest.
1: Let's be honest. Let's be honest. This Here's the deal. Podcast. Here's the deal. I like talking to you, Ash. So, uh, <laughs> Becca's is I'm not going to lie. Watch for it. Maybe you know, have a drink or do a push-up every time I'm not going to lie is said, all right, moving into this week's episode. Uh we're going to grade Becca. Okay. Um A to F. Oh, come on, on how she's doing so far. As the bachelor at Ashley, be critical, be tough. What would you give her?
0: Um, I give her a B. Okay. Because why? everything's just like I don't know. It's I think it's like sweet, but there's no spice.
1: <laughs> I think there's gonna be some spice later You know, I, I would give her a B as well. I would disagree with you on the spice. You know why? Why? Because I saw her make out with uh Blake and it was intense.
0: I liked you her that? I liked her make out with was it Jean Blanc? I think that was a good kiss. That
1: was good. That, when you just hear the name Jean Blanc, does it just sound like a guy or a girl or whatever a name that you want to make out with? Totally. Jean Blanc. Yeah. <laughs> just does. You just want to wrap your lips all around a Jean Blanc.
0: <laughs> and he smells good too, remember? He's cologne man.
1: Yeah, that's impressive. We didn't we didn't highlight that enough. I'm I'm in favor of somebody that takes pride in their scent.
0: Rebecca what's needs your... a man who smells good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was such an edit. <laughs> Ashley, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your scent?
0: What is my scent?
1: Yeah. What is like my favorite? A, well, just on a normal day, right? Okay. Let's do two different things. We all have this. Um, and anybody listening out there, join this little game. Write us right now. Um, let's go to, if you're going on a date night with Jared, what do you wear?
0: Um, I think it's. I'll just tell you what my favorite scent is because I don't remember the actual, I think it's called yeah, Summer Night or Summer, I don't know what it's called, but I love anything that's like summery or mm-hmm. smells beachy. So one of my favorites is Bobby Brown. I think it's called Beach. So it smells like coconut, suntan lotion, sand, all that is is what will make me feel all
1: the feels. Bobby Brown is in like the singer?
0: No, Bobby Brown, the makeup line.
1: Oh, uh, no clue. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ashley, if you're coming into iHeart Studios to do the podcast, what do you smell, like? Nothing. Nothing?
0: No, I don't put perfume on unless it's like a night out.
1: Hmm. Okay. What well, you, you, do you you do? Uh, No. You know, I've gotten to this thing. I wear secret deodorant. It's a big deal for me. Uh, it's a big deal for I, you? Yeah, I switched over back in the day when I was reading all this stuff about how deodorants are bad for you. And one of the only good ones is secret. So I just oh. I prop a little secret on. Um, if I'm going out to eat, you know, go to a fancy restaurant. It's a little Bagari, B- I think it's called. It's not spelled like that. I have no clue how you spell it. The name's all weird. Um, I get it at Nordstrom Rack. Big fan of the rack. Yeah. Um, so I go to Nordstrom Rack, buy my cologne. I like to smell good. Uh, but of course, a guy with the name of Jean Blanc would smell good also. <laughs> um, okay, so she has a steamy makeout session with Blake. It, mm-hmm. It's intense. I mean, I think we can all say that was... That was something where it didn't matter if cameras around or not. They were going to go at it.
0: Oh, wait, that was really hot when she was like, "Okay, before you Mm. leave. And then she got him against the wall.
1: Yeah. So that brings up the question. And some of our, our listeners have written in already about it. Is it appropriate for the woman to make that move? Oh, hells yeah. Hells yes, I think so. Wow, that's steamy.
0: That was hot. Yeah, it's so hot when the girl does it because it takes a little bit more guts and courage for the girl to do it. So that means she really wants it.
1: Now, it's a little bit out of character, right, for Becca, do you think?
0: I would say so. Yeah, she's a little more timid.
1: Mm-hmm. But Blake, do you think Blake should have made that move? Or just was, was he going to? I mean, they were walking out pretty confidently. It looked like off into the sunset. Was he going to push her up against the wall? and
0: Probably not against the wall, but he probably would have kissed her. They would have been would kissing have, all day long. You know that, right?
1: Yeah, I'm sure they have. But no, that, yeah. was, that was a special, special moment. Mm-hmm. That was that was intense, and she had the heart. She had the she had the uh the hand around the head. He had the hand around the head. There was like this, you know, whatever you call it. It's like the worm standing up. You know, you're like kind of just like both like grooving as you make out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, impressive. you're right. That was a spicy scene.
1: Spicy scene. So going off of the makeout, I think Becca's doing great. She's fine. I'm a big Beck fan. You know that.
0: I know that. But, I know that.
1: But uh, it seems like this episode, and no judgment. Good for her. But we have to point out, because we do it every season, Becca had her way with a few, you know, she made out with a lot of people this week. She did. She's there. She yeah. She's there.
0: Yeah. I bet you we didn't even see a lot of the kisses.
1: Yeah. You know, it's hard, I think, as the bachelor, bachelor, how do you turn that down? Because you're not against it, you know. But it's weird to be making out with people all night, every night, like person after person after person. It does, it does wear on you a bit. You know which make-out scene I did not expect to see?
0: Um, I don't know what you didn't expect to see, but I know which one didn't look as great to me. Clay. Oh my
1: God. I didn't expect that at all. I did. I did. I did the hands over the face thing, Ash.
0: How did they even evolve to being able to kiss each other? Like they didn't seem to have anything romantic.
1: It was such an awkward scene where he like did this little dance and then. Like, it was just too much. And I did that, you know, we've talked about it, like where I have to turn my head and cover my eyes because it just makes me feel all sorts of weird.
0: That one was very awkward, but she seemed to be totally expecting it. Like she didn't think it was weird, but just the audience did.
1: Yeah, maybe if you watch I think anytime you you know watch something from a distance, it's weird. Who did you not expect?
0: I didn't. Ex- I expected her to kiss Lincoln, but I thought it would be a better kiss.
1: How was it bad? It was just
0: it seemed just like very PC, if that makes sense. It wasn't like a fluid motion.
1: Yeah. You know, Okay, so this this is a good segue for us. Um, We're going to have Sarah Heron on here in a little bit and we're going to talk. We're going to dig into a couple of these bachelor topics from this week's episode. But one that we can't skip over is the Lincoln versus Connor uh, controversy or fight. Uh, hmm. Is it is it wrong of me, Ashley, to feel like Connor was definitely too aggressive? But I was I was feeling him. I was annoyed.
0: I can't figure out Lincoln yet, so I almost don't even want to talk about him yet. Like my opinions on Lincoln, like is he a good guy or a bad guy? It is yet to be determined. It could really swing either way. But Connor, I know, is ridiculous. Come on, the way he reacted was as if he were a bully on the playground.
1: I get it, I get it. But but I was annoyed also, so maybe that's where I was like, I get it, Connor. But odd for you to throw it out, and just odd for for you to let it bother you so much. You, he you was, got Lincoln got under his skin.
0: He was so aggressive about it. I'm like, what kind of anger do you have in your soul for you to react about this man who is being foolish in the first place? The dude is mm. kissing and talking to a picture. So you should probably be making fun of him and not be so angry.
1: So weird. I hope people would make fun of me if I was talking to a picture because I hope everybody behind my back would be like, that Ben dude is odd. Like he is a, a weird, a weird cat. Okay. So <laughs> if we break this down, are you team Lincoln or team Connor?
0: Well, I would like to say that I'm not neither I'm not really no, a fan no, of either not an okay, fine. I in this battle, I would pick Lincoln,
1: mm, mm, well. you
0: pick Connor. Wow,
1: I, I know. maybe it said something about me and my character. I told you I react terribly to situations sometimes, but here's the thing. I thought Lincoln overreacted. Do you agree with that? I mean, he was crying. Like, it was I, I get weird. It was weird, right? I mean, I don't know his backstory, and I know that he really was excited about showing his mom this picture. Trust me, I'm close with my mom. I think she's a great lady. Love to show off cool things to her. Love to show off pictures of me, paintings I've done. You know, it's ever since elementary school, I've always been a big fan of showing my mom arts and crafts that I've that that I've accomplished. It's a little bit odd to me that he was so emotional
0: maybe he's a really emotional guy but it was weird and i when he did say i want to show my mom that was the only line that made me go oh oh that's oh, sad no it did okay. that made me go oh okay maybe i get it now
1: i don't okay, know so here this digs in a little bit and you're the expert you know because you're in a relationship and all and love and stuff <laughs> Stop now is it attractive
0: when a man cries or is
1: it well, no, no no not when a man cries because there's a thousand reasons why men cry I cry, I, cry. Like guy guy I like guy cries. I like guy crying yeah okay so when Lincoln goes I want to show my mom yeah in, in whatever context he was he was crying and he said it and you go oh that's sweet is that a, an attractive sweet or is a is it a turn off and like a more like oh that's just sweet like good that's too, that's tough I want to console him because he's hurt yeah <sighs>
0: Seeing it on TV, I go aw. But if Jared were to do that, like if he cried over a destroyed picture of us because he wanted to show his mom, I'd be like, Jared, come on now.
1: Yeah, like you'd give him some tough love and be like, Jared, come on. You're, yeah, yeah. I, I know this isn't ideal. We'll,
0: we'll put the I, picture again.
1: Yeah, we can. Do, well, hey, let's remake this picture. It's out there in in the stratosphere. <laughs> we'll we'll redo this, right? You're like you right. give him some tough love because you yeah. care about him. You love him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that too. It just it seems like Lincoln needs a little tough love there. Uh I th- I have a feeling I I'd have no clue if I'm right or wrong, that this isn't the last uh controversy Lincoln's involved in.
0: Uh, I agree. I think it's gonna be maybe something each week that he gets overly sensitive about.
1: Yeah. You know, we all have to work on it. I'm a sensitive guy. I get I get hurt. Yeah, obviously uh, I can't speak either. <laughs> but but I would say this one was weird. Okay. It was a little odd to me. It was a little much. Um and I'll leave it at that. Okay. Moving on, Uh, breaking down the dodgeball date. Ashley, I would say this, maybe I'm crazy here. This was one of the best dates ever done by The Bachelor.
0: Wait, that is so funny because I thought it was a snooze fest. I was on my phone the entire time.
1: No way. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I'm
0: like, so good. "Eh, I don't need to see you guys competing in sports. It doesn't say anything to me. I don't learn anything except for, I did learn that Leo is like kind of self-aware and he was playing along. And it was funny.
1: Yeah, that was funny. He was good. He's an athlete too. He played for UCLA uh, baseball. I heard.
0: Oh, okay. Well that makes sense. But yeah, no, I was totally bored during this part of the day. I don't know. It's just something that like, I think would be so much fun if you were there and playing, but not super visually compelling for the audience.
1: Weird. I thought it was one of the best dates ever. I thought this episode was incredible. I thought the date just crushing things, even if it wasn't, you know, Ari or not, I thought that was amazing. The slow-mo video of it was just really well done. And the dodgeball day having Chris Harrison up there commentating, it was, it just threw me back to one of my favorite movies of all time, obviously dodgeball. Um,
0: It should be mentioned that I was at that date at the demolition date where they crushed all of Ari's stuff. it was cool because I got to interview little John for a couple of minutes and the bachelor has apparently been trying to get him on the show for years and they could never come up with the right timing or creative. And then finally they worked this out and little John was like, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. No, I thought that was, it really was such a fun day and I'm always impressed year over year over year. And we have to give the show credit for this. That this date team continues to come up with new and interesting, engaging concepts. And I, and I know all four of them repeating dates. We don't need new, fresh dates every season, every year. I, I don't mind them pulling back old dates in the past. I think that's a fine thing to Me do. Me neither. But it is impressive that they continue to come up with new ideas. These yeah. people all must be married. They're great daters. Um, all right, we're going to dig in now. Uh, right before we bring Sarah on to the biggest controversy. Within this podcast mm-hmm. or within this episode, mm-hmm. um, one that we have a lot to talk about, one that's not going to be leaving anytime soon, I don't think, Mm-mm. because we see it in the previews uh, from the season. Colton drops a bomb on Bachelor Nation. He drops a bomb on Becca by saying that he dated for a weekend Tia. A weekend? For a weekend. He said it, we had a weekend together.
0: Oh, I missed
1: that line. Yeah, he had, they had a weekend together, so they're obviously talking. I think the backstory to this is they were talking, they were chatting, they were messaging, which happens all the time in Bachelor Nation, especially with amongst contestants. And then at some point they met up. They met up in person for a weekend together, and it didn't go well. And he decided to still go on the show to pursue Becca because his relationship with Tia was not blossoming. To start this out, Ashley, is this weird for you? Do you have a problem with it? And if you put yourself in the situ in, in Becca's shoes, how do you respond?
0: There's so many questions to be asked here. Um, why did he reach out to Tia in the first place? Did he reach out to Tia? What was the extent of their relationship? How long did they talk for? Um, how long um, did he reach out to Tia because she thought he thought that she would be the bachelorette? And why did things not work out with Tia? Is it because he got the final call to be on the show? Or is it because he wanted to go on the show? Or did he really just not feel her? And it will be so, so interesting if Colton isn't the final standing guy and he's on Paradise, and I think we can basically say, we can confirm that I think Tia is on Paradise.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be insane. Are you kidding me? What better storyline to follow into Paradise is? Will Tia and Colton revive the romance that once was? But there's so many unanswered questions here.
0: I like Colton a lot, um, but in the way that I am maybe disillusioned by his appearance and charm. And I feel like if this were a random guy, if this were a guy named Jason or Ryan, who you guys probably don't even know who they are right now, would she say she would probably be like, oh, you did, my friend. And then you came on the show to date me. Eh, goodbye. But Colton, he gets the pass because of his looks and charm. Just my opinion.
1: He's that good looking.
0: I, I don't know I don't know. Don't you think that he's like the best looking guy there? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, it's it's The Bachelorette, so they're they're all really good looking. Yeah, I think he stands out, right? He's he's tall. He, he has strong. a presence. He has a presence. I definitely think Colton stands out amongst the crowd when it comes to just his overall presence and his aura. Which begs a question. We I mean, I think if on the first night, if we were to watch this, uh, just like anybody, we would assume Colton's going to be around a while. And if he wasn't. Um, we'd be confused, I, kind of like we were confused, honestly, with the with the grocery guy from Chicago. We thought that guy's a presence, super good looking, uh, gonna be around a while. But then he went home. So I actually, at this point, I have no idea what Becca's gonna do with Colton. I, but I would say that this would feel weird to me. It's, it's um,
0: definitely. Fe- I can't say that I wouldn't react the way she did. She she and I are totally respond would respond the exact same way. She her face went dark. If she like lost really her does. smile and her light for like the first time in the episode, and because you could tell how interested she was in Colton, and this is a blow to like their potential relationship.
1: So, so Ashley, let's dig in deep a little bit. Let's go behind the scenes. I wish we had uh, like theme music for when we want to go to behind the scenes. If we laid down the timeline, do we really think that Becca didn't know that Colton and Tia had a thing? She was announced The Bachelorette. She was still in the public eye. She was able to communicate with her friends for a while. Colton probably was, you know, aware that he was going to be on the show. Do you, I mean, I don't know this, but do you really think that she didn't know that Tia and this guy had a thing when she went on to be the Bachelorette? Yeah, I don't think
0: she knew. Wow. I think that's that a, he must not strike. have told Tia that he ah. got the final call.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. Maybe. I don't know. I just I was thinking like, hey, I know how this plays out. Your closest friends probably know you're on the show. Maybe not. Maybe he didn't tell anybody. I'm interested to see how this plays out. Here's one thing I think should happen. Because mm. we haven't seen any other episodes. I hope Tia handles this responsibly. Like, I, I hope she doesn't make this a thing. Because it doesn't sound like it needs to be a thing with Tia anymore. It sounds like it needs to be a thing with Becca and Colton. Yeah, totally. So So, it's interesting with Tia being so close to Becca. Um, being associated in in the show. I'm I'm assuming um, in paradise or something, you know, Colton and Tia will have a conversation. It just sounds like a breakup between Colton and Tia. And now it's between Colton and Becca to see where it plays out. I just hope Tia doesn't make this anything more than it is.
0: I don't think she will.
1: Yeah. I don't well, think she
0: will, but I, f- if they're in paradise together, I can mm. see her accusing Colton of leaving her and stopping that relationship in order for him to get fame and notoriety by being part of the Bachelorette. Oh, Everything's a little sketch, but we will see it play out and it's going to be juicy for all of us.
1: Uh, speaking of juicy. Hey, are you ready for a juicy summer? A summer full of fun, fitness, and fabulousness. <laughs> well, if you are, we got just the product for you. It's the FabFitFun Summer Box. Woo hoo! School out where you live. Summer is here, and so is the FabFitFun Summer Box. Of course, FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. FabFitFun delivers a box of full-size fashion, beauty, home fitness, and wellness products. 4 times a year for just 49.99 a box of full size products for 49.99 no samples of anything. Here's where you got to listen. Here's where the value comes in. This is why Ashley and I support it, why we get it personally. It's a fantastic value. Many products individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. For example, the Furio Luna Fofo retail value is $89. And the total retail value of the summer box is, wait for it, wait for it, over $320. It's actually the best the co- box.
0: It's actually it is the best, best box. box. It's
1: yeah. insane. They get better and better. It's, it's really incredible. It, it, I mean, I'm saying this. If, if you're into these products and you gotta, you're gonna you're going to buy these products, it's kind of like the coffee that we sell. It's you know, it's if you're going to buy these products, why not buy them through Fat Fit Fun? You're getting a discount. It's a mm-hmm. deal. It's a steal in a sense. Here are just some of the contents of the current box. Listen carefully: the Yumi Kim makeup train case, the Furio Luna Fofo, the Pier One Imports marble ring dish, summer and rose beach towel, Tart beauty products. Some people that you might recognize that support this product and get it personally. Uh, some of the super popular, super loved. Um, super well-known people: uh, Ashley Iconetti, Ashley Simpson, Khloe Kardashian, Bethany Frankel, Martina McBride, Ashley Tisdale, Nikki Reed. They all love the Fat Fit Fun Box. Add your name to this list right now. We'll say it. Email us if you get the Fat Fit Fun Box. Maybe next week you'll we'll we'll say your name in this thing. I don't know. Sign up for the Fat Fit, Fun Box today to get the summer box. It is in limited supply. All these boxes always sell out. Use the code Almost Famous to get $10 off your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Ashley, how much was it?
0: It is $39.99 with our code (laughs) ALMOSTFAMOUS.
1: Go to FabFitFun.com and get $10 off your first FabFitFun box with our code ALMOSTFAMOUS today do it it's worth it speaking of somebody that loves fab fit fun we have one of the special guests that always comes on this podcast that we support and love dearly that is doing amazing things in this world for so many people and we're excited to hear about it Sarah Heron are you out there
3: I'm here thank you Sarah. Sarah oh my gosh hi guys how are you
1: Great.
0: How are you?
3: I mean, you guys are better than great. Ashley, you're definitely better than great right now.
0: <laughs> Aw, thank you. That is true. My life is is hit a pinnacle, and I keep oh. I keep being worried because could it be better? Probably not. It's downhill from here.
3: No, girl. I mean, this is what everyone's been waiting for and so happy to see happen for you finally. So just <laughs> soak it, it up. so you know? long. Oh.
1: Just, she just wait, waited and waited and waited and made us all just dance. <laughs> Is it ever going to happen? Are they ever going to find love? Is Ashley going to marry somebody else and Jared's going to be <laughs> you know, alone forever? Just absolutely selfish with their parts. Um, totally. Sarah, thanks for coming on the podcast. We have a lot to talk to you about today. One thing I want to start out with, uh, with saying is we want to break down um, this week's episode and kind of ba- uh, Becca as a bachelorette. Yeah. Before we do, I got a great email, and I actually just texted you this morning um, from somebody who's a friend of mine. She's a great person, uh, awesome okay. person. She is writing an article. She is a, a writer uh, for a couple of magazines on a few people. The, well, I guess she's trying to find the only people that have participated in Bachelor Nation who have then gone on to start their own nonprofits. And you're one of those people. And oh so let's start God. this podcast out in, in your segment by talking a little bit more about what you're doing with the she Lift program.
3: Yeah, um, oh my gosh, thank you for thinking of me for that. Um, She List has definitely been a labor of love um, for the past two years. I decided to start an organization that helps girls with physical differences discover confidence and self esteem through outdoor recreation because ever since I appeared on The Bachelor, Um, I just, I felt compelled to help girls that were in similar situations to me as me that were struggling with self-esteem and, and that can range from everything from like physical activities to dating and just body image issues. And I really wanted to find a way to connect girls who are going through the same struggles with one another and to build that community so it's been two years and it's been totally rewarding but so so hard and challenging but it's like it's my life's work and i'm obsessed with it now
1: is this your full-time job
3: it is my full-time job but i mean um doing nonprofits is obviously you know it's it's tough and it we don't make a lot of money, and so mm. it's, like, definitely my 100% focus, but, you know, I am a graphic designer, and I'm a freelance art director, first and foremost. That was my job, like, way before I ever went on The Bachelor. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of, like, a content maker and creator as far as my, like, income goes, I guess you could say, but SheLift is my, my side project, my passion project.
1: And, and I, we got yeah, go ahead. Ask.
0: No, okay. <laughs> and you just started a podcast.
3: I did. So I started the She Lift Podcast, which is an extension of the organization, um, but it's a little bit broader. So every week we're interviewing women who are using their platforms and projects, or even just talent, to inspire good and change in the world. So um, I have guests lined up, you know, who might have a celebrity following or a huge um impact all the way to just your everyday woman who's trying to do something to make an impact and a change for society so we're talking about a lot of creative projects a lot of um just social impact projects and campaigns and i'm obsessed with podcasting i'm having so much fun it's been a trip
0: that's awesome do you ever talk about the bachelor because we're going to make you
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean of course like like I'm not one of those people who went on The Bachelor and then stopped watching it. Like I still love the franchise and I love talking about it. So, you know, it's it's definitely sprinkled in there.
0: Did you watch this week's episode? Of
3: course, <laughs> of course. And I will remi- I will have you know, I'm camping right now. I'm in the Grand Canyon, and I still was like, we have to stop in this town where I can have Wi-Fi to watch this right now. So I make it work wherever I am.
0: That's amazing. You are always on an adventure and you're always with your new love. It's not new love anymore. It's a year long love. And I think I think you're soulmate and you're forever person, huh?
3: (sighs) Yeah, we definitely lead a really crazy lifestyle. And I mean, it's exhausting Um, traveling. I'm not going to complain about it. I love it. But it's um, I mean, I, I'm sitting in a sweat box right now of like 104 degrees in the middle of Arizona. It's insane. Um, but yeah, I'm so in love and happy to be doing what I'm doing. And I I couldn't ask for anything better.
0: If you were Becca and your boyfriend wasn't in the picture, which of these guys would have made, would have given, you would have given your first impression, Rose, too?
3: Oh, gosh. Okay, honestly, I think I also would have chose Garrett because... I'm always drawn to the funny guy, um, somebody that, you know, a little bit quirky and um, can make me laugh or just catch me off guard a little unexpected. So I'm like so far right in line with Becca. Who would you if you were obsessed yeah. with Jared?
0: <laughs> and mm, then good I, question. I if the question applies to you. Mm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty much up there with Becca too. I think like the three guys that I would pay most attention to would be Garrett, Blake, and Colton.
3: Yeah, I know. Well, Colton, so he's a he's a Denver guy. Do you know him, Ben?
1: I do. Yeah, yeah, I do oh, you know do? him. Um, not super well. Um, I know him enough. And he's great. I mean, he's good. He, we went to a wedding together. He runs a great foundation. He's one of the four people that have started a nonprofit that have participated in the franchise. Yeah. Um, he's good looking. Like Ash and I were just talking about, I mean, I think he's up there. Obviously we're, you know, he's, he is a front runner on this season. I'm a big fan of the grocer. I liked it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Last year, uh, when Ari, uh, was the bachelor, I wrote down my top five women, and he—what was it, Ashley? Like he let three of the five go on the first night. That seems to be
0: your tendency.
1: Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big night one go homer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wait, like but do you know who Colton reminds me of? Like every time I look at him, he—I think bears striking resemblance to Ben Scott. Do you remember Ben from Desiree's season?
0: No, he reminds me of Chris Pratt. Oh, that's nice. <laughs>
1: really is chris okay here okay let's let's go off on a little side tangent let's not take too long here the chris pratt obsession is he that good looking
3: no i I think it like changed i think yes i think he's very attractive
0: i think he's a little overdone but i do think he's sexy because he's funny and you, you like the guy who's funny and you can hang out with that overcame his like chub phase because he is pretty striking in Jurassic Park when he's all tan and sweaty. Yeah, dude,
3: I thought he was great. I like him because he's like kind of, he, he's like everyday guy kind of look. You know what I mean? Right. Like Not-
0: in Avengers when he's next to um, Hemsworth. Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, you're like, oh, wow, well, poor Chris Pratt.
3: <laughs> but any well, other but- time. But see, like, if it were real life, like, there's no way I would ever have, I I just wouldn't even feel like I could strike up a conversation with a Hemsworth, but I could feel like I could hold my own with Chris Pratt.
1: Mm-hmm. I was, I met Chris Hemsworth last week um, at the Indy 500, and I got nervous. Like, that's, <laughs> like it got weird. I did. Guys, just the guy's beautiful. He shines. Like, light, light reflects off of him because he's, yeah. he's so good looking. Um, Sarah. What is one storyline right now during the Bachelorette season that you're most intrigued to follow?
3: Um, that's a really good question. I'm always really intrigued just to follow the Colorado people. <laughs> so I think we <laughs> have a like, lot of them. Three. Yeah. Um, especially because um, is, Blake is from... Bailey, Colorado, which is the town next to the town I grew up in, which is Evergreen, Colorado. Um, so I'm just, like, naturally interested to see where that goes. But as far as people, there's something about, um, gosh, I don't know. I am think um, Jordan is going to be an entertaining one, but I'm already, he's driving me crazy already. <laughs> um, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but, I don't know if anyone totally hooked me yet. Do you guys have someone?
1: Mm, I mean, I, I think there's a couple storylines. The Colton uh, situation right now with dating TM. Super excited oh, to follow yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very intrigued by that. Um, you know, this, this whole Lincoln thing. I don't get the guy.
3: Oh, my gosh.
1: Don't get it. But here's one thing I'm confused about. I have watched this show now for a long time, but a part of it for a long time. There has never been anybody I've watched a show and felt like they are more of a character than, than Jordan.
3: Jordan. I agree. Yeah, he
1: just seems he seems to be so much of a character. Like he doesn't seem to be real. And we've watched his show many times and been like, oh, there's the villain. Oh, there's the person that says wild things. Oh, there's a person that's annoying. Do you both feel like Jordan's just a character?
0: He feels like Corinne to me. But, yeah. And I am curious if it's like
3: is he aware or is it intentional you know what I mean is he playing it up because he knows he's gonna get that edit if you will or just that fake feedback or is he like completely not self-aware of
0: I think he's totally self-aware
3: you think so yeah Uh, Lincoln is another good one to talk about though because when I watched his hometown package he was a standout to me like I was like oh I'm Super intrigued by this guy. And then uh, this week, I just felt like, yeah, this is not going well. Like, there's something a little skeevy, <laughs> cheaty going on about like his intentions, or I'm not really sure, but that uh, storyline I think is going to get weird. <laughs> S-
0: Sarah, that happened to me too, because I saw him on After the Final Rose and I was like, oh, wow, that's a front runner. And then I met him in real life and I was like, I don't think so anymore.
3: Really? Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, I mean, his hometown package is, like, such a seller. So that's too bad. But, I mean, I'm still excited to see where it goes. Obviously, the drama is crazy. I did think it was funny when um, the guys won the dodgeball game, and then they brought the trophy back to the group date, and they were like, is it okay if we leave the trophy sitting here on the table? Is that going to offend you guys? That's I thought that solid. was funny. Whoever said
1: that. So good. This season, um, okay, last year at this time, we're two episodes in, uh, Ari was The Bachelor. We're sitting here on this podcast, we're saying, okay, we don't get it. We're not into it. We don't know where this is going. Do you all, what do you think? I mean, outside of this being The Bachelor app, and I mean, is this a good season so far? Like, are we engaged? Are we into it already after week two? Uh, Do
3: you want me to answer first, or do you want
1: to? I think you should.
3: Okay. I think... I think it always is a little bit of a slow roll every season.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, and so I think it's just, it's early. It's everyone is still super amped up on the new season of the bachelorette. And so it's like, we're tuning in, but I don't think there has been any like major hook yet, but I think it'll come. It, it's just always hard with the first few episodes. So no, I don't think there's been anything crazy to like us in yet, but, um, maybe that's just because Becca's not, like, crazy. I mean, you guys just met her. You know she seems like a pretty down-to-earth, well-rounded, awesome chick that isn't just going to have, like, a group of, like, you know, crazy dudes.
1: I don't know. Ashley, what do you think?
0: I kind of agree with her. Like, she's going to be so even-keeled. We definitely need the guys to bring the drama So we'll see which guy comes out of the woodwork to be the drama queen because Jordan's just going to be so silly and um, he's just playing the role and I think she knows he's playing the role and then we just need like a villain to emerge. Who do you think it is? I think it might be Lincoln. Yeah. Or Lincoln and Connor drama the entire time. Is there
3: anyone we can picture being in paradise already? (laughs) Like no spoilers. I don't know, but like I feel like Lincoln
0: will for sure be in paradise if oh, he doesn't get yeah. to the end. Oh yeah, and Connor, <laughs> spe- Connor, Connor, actually yes, and then definitely Colton since he has um, some drama with Dia if he doesn't yeah, make it all the way. Sure, oh my gosh.
1: I just I, I look at i look at these guys. Here's the thing: this is why I don't go on Paradise. I look at all these guys <laughs> right now. Their episode where all they're all shirtless. I don't know how people get so many things to pop out of so many places on a human body. There's so many abs, and th- they all should go on paradise. I mean, I, just to inspire me, I need to sit on my couch with my Halo Top ice cream, pounding it, and just going, "Yeah, that's gonna be me one day. I might be 29, but one day you'll see me in paradise, straight plexin on these dudes." Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We always appreciate you. Before you go, you're starting the she lift podcast uh or you've already started it's in it's it's in the running where can people find it
3: yeah you can find it on itunes and google play soon to be spotify i promise um we've only had a couple episodes out so please be sure to um, subscribe and rate and review it and ashley you're gonna come on my show right yes (laughs) okay yeah i have to have you on and ben i would love to like i mean uh, we had leslie murphy on who actually gave generous coffee a great shout out and all the work that she had been doing with you guys down in honduras with um hope for humanity so lots of goodness going on and um yeah thank you guys so much it's the she Lift podcast
1: awesome well hey make sure you go out there support sarah heron and the she Lift podcast support the organization support what she's doing she's awesome she's incredible she is a world changer a life changer a game changer everybody mm-hmm. Round of applause. Thank you, Sarah, Aaron, for coming on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you,
3: guys. Thanks so much.
1: Ashley, our favorite, favorite time of year is when we <laughs> get to read reader emails. And that's what we're going to do right now. I don't think we missed anything about the episode. If we did, please write us in at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. You guys never lack to give us really great criticism, really great love, and feedback. So if we've missed anything this episode, please let us know. We want to hear your opinions, your thoughts. Um, your reviews. Um, I don't know. Just tell Ashley you're happy for everybody else is. Um And I'm gonna, you know, so, Hey Ash, uh, I know we got a couple emails that we really want to touch on before we go. Um, I, I got to read one for you. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. It's called three questions about Jashley. What in that? Jashley? Is that you, Jared Nash? That's what we're calling you. Yeah. Jashley. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. Oh <laughs> my God. A little bitter. You know, I'm bitter. Cause you made me wait for so long for this. This is just, <laughs> Sitting here, I'm like, man, the last two years of my life could have been so much less stressful if you and Jared just would have got together then and said <laughs> you made me wait.
0: Well, yeah, uh,
1: imagine my life. Uh, I can't. I'm going to um, die alone. <laughs> I, yeah, but then we never would have been able to do a show together. And I'm I glad know. we got that opportunity. Me too. Me too. That was nice. I enjoyed that couple weeks with you. So, anyways, okay. Says, from Diana, I listened to this week's podcast, and I am so happy for Ashley and Jared. Surprise, surprise. It honestly is the closest thing to a chick flick come to life, and I would definitely watch a movie based on your story if it was made. I guess my question was sort of alluded to in the story of us, but not really answered. Since you guys have been dating for a couple of months now, it's basically coincides pretty well with Ashley and Kevin's relationship ending. So my question is, if Jared hadn't come around and told Ashley his feelings, would Kevin and Ashley have kept dating? Essentially, did Ashley and Kevin break up because of Jared? Such a good question. Uh, Ashley, one that I, I think we all you know would love an answer to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then it goes on to say this. A- also, if Ashley hadn't gone on one her games, oh, this is such a good question. Would it have taken even longer for Jared to realize his feelings? And last but not least, Ashley, there was, was there ever a time you had completely gotten over Jared, like accepted that you guys will be best friends? But that's it. This is definitely one of the best real-life love stories I've ever heard from Diana. Ashley, let me close this by saying I, I love this email. I think it asks a lot of questions that people have asked me, and, and you know I think you have great answers to them, and and, and they're all truthful and honest. But I do want to say that when she talks about your love story and a chick flick movie, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's ever like a subconscious thing that you've helped create this. You know, the, because you've always dreamed of this chick flick storytelling uh, or this this love story that you know you really could be a movie, and you've gotten it. Yeah. I mean, how how special are you? I've like so self
0: manifested nice. it. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it's kind
1: of weird. I just <laughs> wonder that. We'll, we can diagnose that in a later podcast. Anyways, you got some questions to answer.
0: Okay, so Diana. Um, it's, you, you've seen the story of us, which Jared and I did because our story has so many details and nuances that a, a lot of which bachelor nation never saw. So we wanted to kind of put it together so that people wouldn't have to necessarily ask these questions, but you seem to have watched it. And if it wasn't clear enough, then I will answer these right here right now. Um, essentially did Ashley break up with Kevin because of Jared? Absolutely not. Um, I think my relationship with Kevin, um, It was wonderful in the bachelor bubble. And then the more we hung out in real life, the more I realized that our interests were totally different. Um, We didn't have the type of mental connection that I feel like I needed. And I honestly, I would have broken up with, I would have had to break up with him to be fair to him and his feelings in March anyway. Um, Would it have taken longer for Jared to realize his feelings? I wouldn't say Jared didn't realize his feelings until Winter Games. I think that Winter Games and me coming out of it with a relationship was the way, was what forced him to come out about his feelings. It was kind of the push that he needed in order to express them. It wasn't that, that they weren't harboring inside him. And then, um, did you ever get over, was there ever a time where you completely got over Jared? And yeah, I talk about this in um, the story of us. I did definitely over the past like nine months before he came out about his feelings I thought I don't think this is ever going to happen because this is not even the guy that I fell in love with in the first place because he had gotten into such a dark hole it was weird he yeah he wasn't the same anymore so then I was I was kind of over him as anything more than just a friend um yeah but like I guess in the back of my mind I was always like hey if I'm not married at 35 and he's not then we got that marriage and then we can start having kids at least we'll have a family together and we'll enjoy each other's company maybe it won't be the most romantic of scenarios but yeah but now but who would have thought Jared had so much romance busting inside of him
1: when did you like I mean I've wondered this when did it kind of because I know that you had moved on you kind of like I guess, recited to the fact that this wasn't going to be a thing, that you're going to be good friends for a long time. And you guys were friends. You would hang out and you wouldn't kiss. You wouldn't hug. You wouldn't do anything. You just hang out, which is always weird to me. I, there had to be more. But uh, um, when did it finally set into you, Ashley, that like, I really like this guy. Like, I love this guy. Like, when did that, how did that process work? Was it just a, a, an overwhelming feeling once he told you? Or, or, I mean, I guess, I don't know. How does that love thing work?
0: Well, I always say that I was love at first sight and like yeah. it was an intense feeling that I had for like a year and a half where even after paradise three, I knew that I had to stop feeling that like I needed to stop expressing things to him because he was very clear with it it's never going to happen. So then I wouldn't, I would stop trying to like quote, eh, pursue it. And I just like kind of internalize it and talk to my friends about it, but I never talked to him about my feelings. And then. Then like March of 2017 is when I feel like I lost feelings a bit. And then when he came out to me about his feelings in January. I didn't know I was going to react the way that I did, which was very positively because people would be like, what if Jared came out about his feelings now, now that you're with somebody else? I was like, I'd be like, sorry, you snooze, you lose. But then when he told Mm. me, I thought, oh, (laughs) you are something to me.
1: Yeah. I didn't know what that like giggle was. I didn't know if it was like an evil giggle, like, Hey, <laughs> like, it was like, Hey, Jared, I love you, man. Like you're my, you're my dude. Jared. You're my dude. Um, okay. We're going to, uh, we want to take a second here uh, while we read listener emails and, and just uh, say thank you to our good friend, our dear friend, Susie, uh, who is a, a consistent listener to the almost famous podcast. She's also the, the chairman of the Almost Famous Podcast uh, Facebook group. Uh, we we appreciate Susie, and she's going through a rough time right now. We, we understand that, and we just want to reach out to Susie and say thank you for everything you've done for us and supporting us as people, as, as a podcast, which means a lot to, to Ash and I individually. Um, but also, just thanks for the impact you're making by building a community of people. You've done it for, for a lot, uh, a, a large group at this point, and we know that you're struggling. We know that uh, this is a tough season of life, um, you've recently lost somebody very close to you. And, and we just want to reach out and say, we're thinking of you, praying for you. We love you. We appreciate you. You always have a community with us. Um, and just know that you're on our thoughts and our mind. You're a huge part of this podcast. So uh, this podcast, let's dedicate this podcast, this one to Susie.
0: We love you, Susie. You love bring you, Susie. so much light into these um, podcast groups. Um, you're always just smiling. I feel like everything you say is with a smile. So we love you.
1: Ashley, any any emails that really stand out to you here?
0: There's one more I would like to go through. All right. It says, what about Rachel? It's from Tammy. Hello, Ben and Ashley. Avid listener here. I loved hearing Ashley's top five bachelorette picks from last week. However, I'm curious as to why Rachel Lindsay wasn't on the list. What were some things that you didn't like about her season? She's beautiful, well-spoken, funny, and a boss. What do you think it should have been done differently? Do you think the guys in her season were just super lame? I'm trying to wrap my brain about how the queen didn't make the cut. P.S. Ben didn't give his top five favorite picks, which is okay. But can he at least share who his favorite bachelorette, who his favorite bachelorette of all time is? Keep killing the podcast game, guys. Um, Ben, is your favorite bachelorette ever, uh, Caitlin?
1: I would have to say so. Or... Or what if we didn't add Rachel Lindsay to the list because we were saving it for this podcast and this episode, <laughs> because my favorite bachelorette of all time is Rachel Lindsay, the queen. Oh, wow. Uh, no, it's it's. She's great. Um, um, Caitlyn's Caitlin's a great bachelor. I mean, I, like we've talked about, though, you know, you have JoJo, who I think is awesome. You know, I have a lot of respect for JoJo. You have Caitlyn, who is obviously incredible. Rachel, who is the queen, who is incredible and held her ground and did a great job on a season that was tough, was really hard. You have Becca right now, who's, I think, going to crush the game. Then you go back even years to, I mean, you just have bachelor after bachelor after bachelor that are great. It's hard to pick just five. They They've all been really good. I don't think we have one that's bad, right?
0: Right. As a bachelorette herself, I think Rachel really is a boss. I think she has everything going on. I think we didn't put him or her in the top five because her her guys were so lame. Like, so lame that we couldn't even get a bachelor out of them. So lame that I can only think about three guys from her season. (laughs) Off the top of my head right now. Yeah, and I mean... Ugh, no okay never mind of course now i'm thinking about the different guys and i think about raven yeah, and adam no, it, being like raven and adam they're not engaged but
1: you know it's just it's tough it wasn't a great season not because of rachel but because mostly the guys on our season were great we had a couple really solid ones but outside of that it just was kind of one of those eh, it was okay but it she, was okay
0: but she is bomb.com
1: bomb.com speaking of bomb.com everybody this has been a bomb.com podcast. We appreciate you. We have we have now I think eclipsed uh, I think it's four million total listens um, in our time as a podcast absolutely insane. Absolutely. that's bigger than the state almost as big as the state I grew up in um, Indiana if you're wondering. Um, Ashley, <laughs> w- we're happy with your love story you're, you're still you're still in a relationship, right? <laughs>
0: yes.
1: okay let us know let us know if that changes. until then. hey everybody, I've been Ben.
0: I've been Ashley. Love you. Bye.
1: Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.